Hey everybody, welcome back to the New Community Church Podcast. I'm Pastor Caleb, and this week we are finishing up our series, Hope for Your Home. Now we spent the last few weeks talking about how do we get better as families, or what, are, what is good news, ways that we can grow in our home. First of all, talking about building a culture, an intentional way of life for our families. We talked about living out the love of God through our singleness and through our marriage. We talked about having difficult conversations with people and how that actually brings us closer together. And then this week we're talking about boundaries, saying no and putting up limits to what we can carry for other people because we can't carry someone else's responsibility. Uh, The Bible calls us to carry one another's burdens and to help each other in this way. But when it comes to our responsibility and what God has called each of us to do, we need to make sure that we give space for other people to carry their own responsibility. And so these conversations around boundaries are really important and is going to be, I think, powerful for you today. So take out some some notes and pay attention to this message from Pastor Aaron about boundaries in relationships. Morning, everyone. How are you guys doing this morning? Good? It's good to be worshiping with you and everyone joining us online. Welcome as well. We are so glad that you're here. And if it's your first time, if you're our guest and you're new to NCC, my name is Aaron and I'm the lead pastor here at New Community Church. And we're glad that you're with us. We are in our fourth and our final week of this series called Hope for your home. And we've been having some great conversations about what it looks like and what it means to bring hope to our home and how we do that as followers of Christ. And so we started week one about talking about bringing some family cultures. So what are things you want your home to be like? And how do we create those? And what does God's word challenge us with? And then we talked about honoring God and reflecting God through our single life. And that's really important also through our married life, how we reflect the love of God to the world around us. And then last week, Pastor Caleb did an amazing job talking about tough conversations. Can we give him a hand just one more time if you were here? There was probably three or four times in the office I stopped this week and I was just like, man, that was good. I texted him after Sunday. That was just a great message. If you missed it, go back and listen. How those tough conversations and the importance of those and how that brings hope um, for our home. And so we want to remember that. Today we're looking at healthy boundaries. This last kind of, this fourth message, this fourth conversation. How do we have healthy boundaries in our relationships? What does that look like? What does that mean? And how does that bring hope to our home? And so we're going to look at that today, healthy boundaries and what that means for us. And I've been hoping all during this series that you're not like, hey, I'm a student. Raise your hand if you're a student in the room, middle school, high school. Okay. I'm looking at some of you guys. You're students and you're not raising your hand. Okay. Hopefully you're listening to these because you're not a parent and maybe you're not married, but God wants to speak something to you. God wants to encourage you. And so today I want you to look at what does it mean to have healthy boundaries as students? For some of you, you're um, parents, and so what does it look like to have healthy boundaries as parents? For some of you, you're parents, but your kids are adults now. What does that mean to have healthy boundaries with them? Or if you're single in those other family relationships that you have, um, what does that look like? It may be an aunt or an uncle, a cousin that comes to mind, um, a brother or sister. As it relates to this, we want to look at how do we have healthy boundaries and what does God's word challenge us with this? Now, as I was thinking about this message, my mind immediately went back 
I think it was to like an early 90s TV show, Home Improvement. Do any of you guys remember this? Okay, Home Improvement was this guy, in case you never saw it, um, Tim Allen played this character. He was on this building show is what it was. But every show, he would get stuck in some kind of situation. He'd get in a fight with his wife. His kids would, wouldn't be listening to him, or he'd have some situation at work, right? And inevitably, at some point in the show, he would walk into his backyard, and his neighbor was always there. Do you guys remember Mr. Wilson, anyone? Okay, that neighbor. And I love this because this is all you ever saw of that neighbor. You never saw his face. You never fully saw him. You just kind of got a shot of his eyes and this hat that he would wear. But he was the best neighbor because he would always have the perfect advice, the perfect um, kind of direction for the situation. Or sometimes he would have to correct him and say, hey, you're messing up here. This is what you need to do instead. And so he was this great neighbor. But when I thought of boundaries, I thought of that, kind of that fence in our life, right? And that's what I want you to think of as we're thinking about boundaries this morning, where is that kind of fence post in your life? And we all need those inside of our lives to help guide us. A boundary is a line that marks the limit of an area, okay? So if you have this in your backyard, right, it marks where your property stops and where your neighbor's or something else, someone else's property starts. It's that dividing line. But it also means the limit of a subject, of a person, or a sphere of activity, And that's what I want you to think about this morning. It's the limit of a subject, a person, or a sphere of activity. There are boundaries that we need to have in our life that are vital for us. There are boundaries we need to have in our family that are so important for the health and the life of our family. There are ways that we have to limit um, what we're doing. And so that's what I want us to think about this morning. Where are those boundaries in your life? Have you ever stopped and thought, hey, I need to place these kind of boundaries in my life? That there's a point where I stop and where other people start, and I know those as it comes to emotions, as it comes to a lot of different aspects of my life. Where are those boundaries and those fence posts at in our life? And so the first thought I want you to have is this right here. And If you're taking notes in the NCC app, you can open that up and fill in some of these, Blake. Healthy boundaries show you what's yours. Healthy boundaries show you what is yours. Once again, they show you where is that limit in your life, emotionally, financially, physically. Where is that limit in your life? Where are those guardrails that you've put up where you stop and someone else starts, that other person begins? Healthy boundaries show you what is yours. And as we see this and think about this, we all need this inside of our lives. These are vital to the relationships that we have, these kind of healthy boundaries, knowing where we stop and where other people start. What is theirs to carry? What is ours to carry? And Paul, this writer in the New Testament who wrote um, a lot of letters to the churches right after the time of Christ, he's writing to a church in Galatia. And this is what he says. If you have your Bibles, turn this morning to Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 through 3. Galatians 6, 1 through 3. And um, this was a verse that we also looked at last week, but I want us to look at, at it again. And this is what it says. Brothers, if anyone is caught in transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. And so what he immediately starts with is church. These boundaries that you need in your life, they don't isolate you from other people. 
So this isn't like, okay, I've got this boundary. I don't have to deal with anyone else, right? I know sometimes we feel like that would be a good thing. Like, you just take care of your stuff. I'll take care of mine. That's not what he's saying. Is He's saying, hey, if you see someone struggling, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. But keep watch on yourself. This is where that boundary comes in. Lest you be tempted to. If you don't have these boundaries in your life, you can fall into that same sin, into that same temptation. If you're not careful and you don't have these fence posts or these guardrails in your life, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Now, the first time I heard, um, and he's an amazing Christian author, Dr. Henry Cloud, talk about this in reference this, I was like, man, I don't know if I fully get the boundaries thought in this. But what he's doing is he's talking about how this verse touches on both sides of this. Because there are things that are yours to carry, and there are things that are other people's to carry. Parents in the room, there are things that are yours to take care of, and there are things that your kids need to take care of. You need to understand that husbands and wives, there are things that are yours emotionally to take care of. And there are things that are your spouses and they need to carry that. And you can't be their savior. You can't be their Lord. You can't rescue them from every situation. Those are not healthy boundaries. That's what Paul is warning the church about. And he's challenging them with this idea. You need both sides of those boundaries. And you need to know in those moments when someone's hurting, if that's something that you can help them carry, it's a burden of theirs. Or is it a responsibility? Because burdens and responsibilities are two different things. And you need to know, hey, what is that? Can I help that person? Or is that something that they need to carry on their own? And healthy boundaries don't mean that we abandon our guidelines or our boundaries just to help someone else. But we know those moments in which we're called to help someone else and encourage them in their walk with Christ. That's what boundaries do. Once again, they tell us where we stop and where someone else starts. What is ours to carry, and how can we help other people? And what is someone else's responsibility that they need to carry? And if we just swoop in and rescue them, we may actually be hurting them. We may be taking away the responsibility that they need to carry, and we're not allowing them to own the part of themselves that they have. This is so vitally important, and we need to understand this, of what that looks like and what that means, okay? This is exactly what happens to us emotionally and spiritually. However, God designed us to live in a world where we all live within ourselves. And we inhabit our own souls and we're responsible for the things that make up us. Each one, each heart knows its own bitterness and no one else can share its joy is what Proverbs 14.10 says. We have to deal what is on our own soul and our own boundaries. And those boundaries help us to define that. If we are not shown the parameters and we're not taught what wrong parameters are, are, we'll fall into a whole lot of pain. And I love this, this phrase that I came across um, that Dr. Henry Cloud talks about. And he says this, as followers of Christ, you're called to have self-control, not others' control. You're called to have self-control, not others' control. And that means that I am called to know these boundaries and know what God has put inside of my limits and what I need and to take care of those and own that and carry that responsibility. But I can't control someone else. 
We have to talk to our kids about this all the time because they'll get frustrated or they'll get in trouble. And instead of taking care of themselves, they want to then control their siblings, right? They want to get bossy with the other people around them and tell them what to do. Maybe you guys have been around young kids and you've experienced that, right? But we have to remind them, no, you need to control yourself. You need to set those boundaries, those relationship boundaries that you need to have in your own life. Control yourself. And this is what the scripture is calling us to do. Know what is a burden that you can carry for someone else, but don't cross that boundary and carry someone else's responsibility, right? We want to help others struggle, but if we don't have those boundaries, we end up falling into those same sins. And this is what I want to challenge you with. Parents, spouses, kids, students, I want you to hear this right here. If you don't know what are those emotional boundaries, what are those physical boundaries, what are those mental and spiritual boundaries, right? What are those financial boundaries in your life? If you've not stopped and established those, what's going to end up happening is you're going to overextend yourself. You're going to start to rescue someone else where you're not called to do that, and you're going to get burnt out. And the enemy wants nothing more than to see a burnt out Christian because that's when he can tempt you. That's when he can bring sin your, way, sin your way, the thing that so easily ensnares you. He's going to take advantage of you in those moments when you're tired, when you're frustrated, when you're overspent, right? When the energy is gone from your life, when you've not had the spiritual connection that you need with God because you've been overextending and giving to someone else so much, that's where the enemy moves in and attacks you. That's how we end up falling into someone else's temptation, is we've overextended ourselves. We've not established these boundaries in our life, and we violated them, and we end up hurting ourselves. And so those boundaries, they define us. They define what is me and what is not me. And it shows me where I end and where someone else begins. Knowing what I own and taking responsibility for my stuff gives me freedom. Taking responsibility for my life opens up different options, and it helps other people own what they need to own. And so let me give you a few examples of this, okay? Right, when your kids are younger and you're trying to teach them that idea of responsibility, right? And you say, okay, so when you wake up in the morning, you're going to brush your teeth, you're going to pick up your room, you're going to make your bed, and then come downstairs for breakfast, right? And you go up, maybe um, after work is done, you go up to the room and it's totally trashed. And you're like, man, I told them to do this, right? And so the next day you remind them and you remind them. And then what happens? By Thursday or Friday, you're so frustrated. What do you do? You end up picking up their shirts and their clothes, right, and throwing it in the laundry hamper. Or you start hanging up their clothes or putting away their homework and their books. You start putting the toys in the toy bin. What have you just taught your kids? Hey, it's okay. Someone else is going to clean it up for you. If you just wait long enough, you can be irresponsible. They're going to take care of it for you. You don't have to take care of your own stuff. Now, I realize when they're really young, like you're teaching them this, but as they get older, if you don't set that boundary, you've, all, you've automatically established something in their life that they're going to carry into adulthood. Someone else will rescue me. They'll take care of it for me. See, that's a violation of that boundary in our life, and it begins to bring unhealthy habits into our home. Adult kids, right? You're older, you're out of the house, maybe you're on your own, and your parents come to you and they say, man, we're just not spending enough time together. So we've decided that every Sunday morning at 1030, we're going to do this family brunch together. And you talk to them and you're like, hey, I want you guys to understand faith is a big part of my life. And, and I'm trying to grow, and I'm trying to learn what God wants me to do. So my community, my church, like that's when church happens, and I need to be there. But then what do they do? They start to guilt trip you, right? 
Oh, I guess you don't care about us. I guess we're not important, right? We took care of you for 18 years and paid your bills, but now you don't want anything. And they start to put the guilt trip on you, and you feel bad, and you think, well, just this Sunday I'll do that, right? And then all of a sudden, this Sunday turns into next Sunday and the following Sunday, and then it's months since you've been in church, since you've been around around other believers. And what happens, your spiritual growth starts to be stunted, and you get stuck because you did not uphold this boundary that you had in your life of, hey, I'm not responsible for someone else's emotions. And there's other times I can find to spend with family, but my spiritual walk with God is important. That's a boundary that I've placed in my life that I'm going to have an importance on being around other Christians. See, that's a boundary we need in our life. Men and women, you need boundaries in your workplace. Sarah and I have this very strict rule that we don't get into deep emotional conversations with someone of the opposite sex. Because we have seen this over and over again, that it starts out with good intentions. And someone's having problems in their home, and so you're just a listening ear, right? Well, I want to help out. I'm a Christian. Like, I want to kind of be there for them. And what do you do? Well, you start to listen, and then you feel bad. And then you say something like, well, let's just grab coffee together because I'd love to hear more about that. Maybe offer some advice, and maybe I can even pray for you. But then coffee turns into lunch. Then it turns into multiple lunches. And then it turns into dinner, and then it turns into going places that you should never be going. Why? Because you violated this boundary. And now your home is being torn apart because you did not stick to this limit of, hey, I won't go there. I've set that in place, and I'm not going to cross that boundary. I'm not going to cross that marker because I know a place where it may lead to. See, these violations in our boundary, they begin to affect our home, and they are vitally important that we keep and we know these boundaries in our life so that we know what are ours to carry and what are someone else's to carry. And we're not going to cross those lines that God has called us to have. So, church, I want to challenge you with this. If you have not, you need to sit down in your family. It may be by yourself, and it may be thinking about some of these other relationships. Hey, what is mine to hold on to, and what's not mine to hold on to? And this is difficult. If you're, and some of you in this room, you may be kind of getting there, or you may be right there at that 18, 19, 20-year-old, and we talk to our kids very carefully about this. It's a baton toss where I said, hey, when you hit that age, we're slowly handing off more and more of that responsibility. You have to start to own that stuff because you're becoming an adult. And I've seen so many parents at 20 and 21, they're still controlling their kids. They're still dictating what they can do and what they can't do. Can I just be honest? You have failed as a parent if you're doing that. Because you should have been training your kids how to carry what is there, their responsibility. You should have created some boundaries at 15, 16, 17 of starting to hand that baton off so they are a successful adult as they enter into those adult years. That's our job as parents, is to teach them how to know what is theirs and what it is that they should own. The second thing is this, healthy boundaries in our home, they are a litmus test for relationships. Healthy boundaries are a litmus test for relationships. Healthy boundaries, when you start to put up those boundaries and you say, this is mine to own and that's yours to own, right? This is yes for me, that is no for me. You start to put those up, you're going to see how strong or how weak that relationship is. How strong or how fragile that relationship is. When you start to set up those boundaries, other people may not like that. And it's going to tell you if there's some strength and some depth to that relationship. Can I be honest with you? There are some homes, and if you put in boundaries like this, they would fall apart. 
Because all of those relationships, they're just surface level. And what do we want? We want people to say yes to us. Yes to our ideas. Yes to our wants. Yes to our desires. And as soon as we start to say no, no, that's yours to carry. All of a sudden, people start to get hurt. This is what Dr. Henry Cloud says. He says, when we begin to set boundaries with the people we love, the things get really hard because people get hurt. Those people that you've been helping and you shouldn't be, they're going to fill that hole where you used to plug up their aloneness, their disorganization, their financial irresponsibility. Whatever it is that you've been overextending and helping with, they're going to feel that loss when you begin to say no. If you love them, this will be difficult to watch. But you, when you are dealing with someone who is hurting, remember that your boundaries are both necessary for you and they are helpful for them. If you've been enabling them to be irresponsible, your limit setting may nudge them towards responsibility. See, when you begin to say no, it may nudge that person to take the responsibility that they need to be taking. Yes, it's going to be difficult when you start establishing some of these things and you're saying, hey, that's not mine to own. If you're in a, a marriage relationship or a dating or even if you're engaged, right, and someone is putting the weight of the world, the weight of their emotions on you, that is not yours to carry. I am not Sarah's savior. I'm not my wife's savior. There is a place in her life that only Jesus can fulfill. And there are too many marriages where we're putting that weight on our spouse instead of in Christ. And that's a dangerous place to be. And you have to begin to establish some of those boundaries. That you're here for them, you care for them, you want to listen, but you can't fix or solve every problem. Some of those need to be taken to God because he's the only one that can help with some of those issues in our life. And we can't rescue everyone. And healthy boundaries are that litmus test, right? If you remember back in chemistry and it would tell you what kind of chemicals, by putting that little piece of paper in that liquid, it would tell you what kind of chemicals were there. It's going to tell you what kind of chemistry is there in your relationship. Can your relationship survive boundaries? Can you tell people no? No, I'm not going to do that. I love what Proverbs 27, 6 says. It says this, faithful are the wounds of a friend. Deadly are the kisses of an enemy. And that's such a powerful little phrase right there. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Deadly are the kisses of an enemy. What does that mean when you stop and think about that? It means that those that you're in close relationship in your family, close friendships, they're sometimes going to hurt you, but you can trust that hurt because they care about you, because they want what's best, right? One of the people that can hurt me most in my life is Sarah because I love her so much, but she's so close. She sees through all of my mess, right? She sees through all the masks that I wear. And, hey, everything's going great. She knows all of the issues in my life, and she is not afraid to challenge me to be more like Jesus. But I can trust, even when it hurts sometimes what she says, I can trust that because I know that she loves me. And then there are those people in your life. They're going to say yes to everything you say yes to, right? They're going to tell you exactly what you want to hear, but it's destruction in your life. It's deadly in your life. Deadly are the kisses of an enemy. You have to be careful when someone is agreeing with everything you say. See, you need those boundaries in your life. And you guys, we live in a culture of yeses. We live in a culture, right, that tells us you need to say yes to everything that I'm saying yes to. You need to agree with everything that I agree with. And if you don't, you're not really my friend. You don't love me. You don't really support me or believe in me. Those relationships are so dangerously shallow. 
There's no depth to them. In healthy boundaries in your life, knowing where you stop and where other people start, knowing those boundaries in your life is going to help you grow and it's going to help your relationships become so much deeper. It is that litmus test inside of your life. And your relationships, they will grow deeper as you set up those boundaries. And yes, people may get hurt, right, as you're establishing those and as you're honest about those, but you're going to discover those true friendships. And I want to tell you this, in your family life, it may be hard at first, but people are going to respect you. They're going to respect you more when you honor them with their responsibility and what it is that they're called to carry. That's what brings depth in our relationships, and true boundaries will help you know that. The last thing that I want you to think about this morning is healthy boundaries don't build themselves, right? You don't just wake up one day and you walk outside and there's a brand new fence there, right? Now, maybe you didn't put it up. Maybe you hired someone else to do that, but someone built that. It doesn't just grow there naturally, right? These wood posts in the ground, and that's what healthy boundaries are like. You won't all of a sudden just wake up and know what those boundaries should be between someone else in your workplace or between your aunt and your uncle that put those unrealistic expectations on you, between your mom and your dad, and you're an adult, and they're still putting so much on you that isn't yours to carry. It's not going to automatically happen. You're going to have to build those. You're going to have to sit down and say, God, what does this look like at this season of my life to honor you and to have boundaries in these relationships that I am called to have? You've got to communicate them. People aren't going to automatically know them. They're not going to read your mind. And so I have, through the course of my life, had moments, right, where people were coming up to me of the opposite sex and they were sharing things. And I had to say, hey, can you stop right there? I think you need to talk to Sarah. She's going to be a great voice of wisdom. And she's going to be able to speak into that a lot better than I can. Or we need to both meet with you. So I'm going to have you pause that conversation. And we're both going to find a time to be able to sit down with you because she's going to be able to bring some perspective. There have been times where I've had to look at my kids who I love with all of my heart and say, but I'm not going to do that for you. Like I can give you some advice. I can give you some wisdom. But you are older at this point, and that's not mine to carry. Parents, can I tell you this? There is a point in which you need to trust what you've raised your kids to do and how you've reflected Christ in their life, but they're going to make their own choices, and that's not your responsibility to carry. And I've had those moments. Now having adult kids where I've had to look and say, God, I would not have chosen that path, and I would not have made that decision. And maybe it even hurts a little bit with what they're deciding, But God, I can't carry that for them. God, I can't, even if they're making mistakes or sinning, God, I can't own that for them. That's theirs at this point. They have to carry that. We have to know that balance as parents because if not, once again, we're going to emotionally overextend. We're going to rescue and try to be our kid's savior, and only Jesus can do that. And we've got to know where are those boundaries, God? Where have you placed those in my life and how do I honor you in this? Let me just give you a few more verses that I believe are so powerful as it comes to communicating boundaries. Proverbs 13, 17 says this, An unreliable messenger stumbles into trouble, but a reliable messenger brings healing. When you communicate those boundaries, it's going to bring healing into your house. Proverbs 25, 11, a word fitly spoken in due season is like apples in gold in set of, apples of gold in settings of silver, right? That right word will bring that healing and that beauty to that relationship. Proverbs 15, 28, the heart of the godly think carefully before speaking, 
Let the mouth of the wicked overflow with evil words. Proverbs 15, 7 says, The lips of the wise disperse knowledge, but the heart of the fool does not do so. And over and over again, if you've never read the book of Proverbs, I want to challenge you to do that. It is full with all of these golden nuggets of saying, hey, we've got to communicate the right words at the right time to the right people. And you're going to need moments in those relationships where you have to sit down and say, hey, I've been carrying that for you, and I can't do that anymore. Here's what I can do. Here's, here's the part that I can help you in, but, but I can't overextend myself because it's doing something to me. Where you're going to have to tell people that you love, hey, that's your part to own. That's not my part. You're going to have to take responsibility for that. I can't come in and rescue you. Because healthy boundaries, you guys, they will bring hope for your home. When you have these, when you know where you start and then where you stop and where someone else starts, it's going to help your relationships. It's going to bring a depth that you may have never had in those relationships. It's going to bring something in your life that's going to help you go deeper with the people that you love and to make sure that you stay healthy in your relationship with God and your relationship with others. And I want to take a moment and I want to pray for us. I'm going to ask if you would bow your head and close your eyes this morning. And maybe you're here and you would just be honest and say, hey, I've, I've not really thought about that. And I've been carrying some things that aren't mine to carry. I need to have some of these conversations. I believe that, that God wants to bring health into our family life. And I want to start, for those of you that are listening to this message and hearing this this morning, I want to challenge you with this thought of, you may have been putting something on someone else, your mistakes or your faults and asking someone else to rescue you, and that's something only God can do. And the Bible is very clear that we've all messed up, we've all sinned, we've all fallen short of God's glory and what God wants for our life. We've missed that mark. And we can't fix ourselves, and we can't expect someone else to fix us. Jesus came and he paid that price for us. It's only God that can rescue us and redeem us in that way. And if you're here this morning, you're listening to this, and you feel that in your life, God... I've not come to you with those mistakes. I've not come to you with the sin in my life. Lord, I've been carrying that or I've been wanting someone else to carry that. I've been blaming someone else for a decision that I've made. And God, I realized this morning that's not what I need to do. And I want your forgiveness. I'm going to lead us in a prayer. And I'm going to ask everyone to pray this together. You may be there in that room in your living room or around the kitchen table by yourself this morning, but I want you to say this out loud. Everyone here and everyone watching online, let's say this out loud together. Jesus, I come to you and I need your forgiveness. I need you to restore me and to make me new. I realize that I've sinned and I'm praying for you to renew me. Cover me with your forgiveness. Be the Lord of my life. Be the Savior of my life. Give me a brand new start. And I pray this in your name. Amen. Church, can you just put your hands together and celebrate for anyone who may have prayed that prayer? And if you prayed that, maybe it was your first time or you're committing your life back to Christ. Man, I believe this God is doing something new inside of you. And we want to encourage you and we want to walk alongside of you as you take those steps.
And church, I want to lead us in one more prayer. And, and in this moment, I'm going to ask you not to just repeat after me, but in your own words, you don't have to say anything special. But just would you take a moment and ask God that he would help us as a church to have healthy homes, healthy family relationships, whatever those family relationships look like in this season of our life, that God would help us, right? To have the tough conversations, to have boundaries in our life, to reflect the love of God through our single life or through our married life, to have that family culture that God wants us to have. And so I want you to just take a moment. Let's pray and ask him to help us as we move forward from this series to take this and really take it to heart and see health in our homes. Let's pray together. God, I thank you for each of these messages, God, that have challenged our hearts, Lord, and that have reminded us of the picture you want in our homes. And Lord, my prayer this morning is we would be that kind of church, Lord. We would be the kind of church, God, that is being a picture to the world around us of what it looks like to have healthy relationships. So this morning, Lord, if we need boundaries in our life that we're missing, Lord, help us to establish those, Lord. Help us to plant those firmly in our life, Lord, so we know those limits that you have given us and we're leaning into those, God, and not carrying someone else's responsibility, Lord. In so many other areas of our life, Lord, let us be that picture of healthy homes. And as we live that out, let it bring hope not only to our home, but Lord, to our extended family, God, to our co-workers, Lord, in our community, God, in friendships, Lord, that we would be that picture and that example of what you want us to be, God. That is the kind of church we want to put on display for the world. And so we pray, Lord, help us to live this out in your name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. As you reflect on this message, I wanted you to just take a moment and evaluate your life. Are there any boundaries that you need to make in your life with other people in those relationships? And then take some time and be intentional to communicate those boundaries to the people around you so that you can keep them and it'll help keep you healthy and keep other people healthy. Here at NCC, we are all about making people and places new. And we wanna know how we can help you grow in your faith. So connect with us online at newcommunity.co.